This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Dallin. And I'm Kyler. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. So today is a little bit special, guys. We have our first guest. Hola. This is, this is Michael. <laughs> hi. So are you gonna, you're yeah, gonna, 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 yeah, no, uh, I'm excited about this one. Another Guy Ritchie movie that we got here. Yeah. <laughs> I picked it, so... Yeah, yeah yes, you did. Because yeah. that's that's kind of our thing, is we want, when we have guests and people, you know, just people on here, we want you guys to right. b- bring yeah. it a movie to us. And I'm, we would like to have guests periodically, mm-hmm. you know, every couple episodes or so, right. something yeah. like that. But yeah, we want them to bring their own movie with their own reasons for why they like it, why they wanted to talk about it, so on and so forth. But yeah. Right. I mean, I was originally, and I mean... We, you guys might do this at a future date. I don't know how it's going to work, but mm-hmm. um, my original plan was uh, a Truman Show. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a, that's a very critically acclaimed movie that probably a lot of people have talked about yeah. on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people have talked about this movie on podcasts, so I thought I'd do I mean, this one. I didn't know this movie existed so. until, until we were like, hey, we're doing this episode. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. all righty. Yeah. Well, it's nice because... It, it, you know, a lot of these guest episodes, we probably will have seen the movie already, but this one, both me and Down hadn't seen it. Yeah. So this so. is the first time watching, yes. and this is my third or fourth time watching this movie. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, obviously, we're talking about The Man from Uncle. It came out in 2015, so six years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> I keep forgetting it's 2021. <laughs> I mean, we keep doing this. We're like, oh, 2009. That was 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then so uh, the main actors are Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, and Elizabeth Debicki, and directed by of course Guy Ritchie, yeah, who who did uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, yep, which we talked about, and the Sherlock Holmes movies, the yeah. Robert Downey Jr. ones, yep. and uh, the new the, Aladdin. I still haven't watched. Uh... The second Sherlock Holmes. You watched it with me. Did I? Yeah. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. <laughs> okay. That well, at I'm all. sure we'll do those yeah. at some point. Yeah. I really love those films. Yeah. I've seen good. the first one many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the second one I haven't seen. But yeah, Guy Ritchie has a very distinct style, and this I'd say this one was a little bit uh, less obvious than yeah. uh, King Arthur was. Mm-hmm. But I could still pick out things where I was like, oh, the like the music style and like the the, the cool editing and the, yeah. the fancy shots and there wasn't any like. It wasn't the same kind of montages, but there was a few. Yeah. And there was like kind of cool how they all cut in from the side oh, and like yeah. parted and whenever they whenever they come back into the scene like together, it, like the the line disappears. Yeah. There, there was a lot of clever editing yeah. with Yeah. 
the the like bars between the different the different separated mm-hmm. shots and stuff. Yeah, was, like the boxes that were coming. Yeah, you know, they they'd be a small box turning into a big box, or another one comes in from. And the then th- there was the one where it was like a spread of like six of them. Oh yeah, and they all like kind of came out at once, and I was like, "Ooh, that's fancy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yet it also felt very like sixties. Yes, you know, like, and I think that was the point because they tried yeah. to do stuff from the show. Yeah, it seemed very intentional. Yes, and another guy Richie thing that wasn't in this movie was the slow-mo. He likes to do slow yeah. motion action I, scenes a lot. And I think that's what, I mean, like, I, I'm not, like, against Guy Ritchie, but for some reason when slow-mo is done, I'm always, like, kind of, like, turned off by yeah. it sometimes. So <laughs> right. I think that's why I like this one so much. Uh, I I thought it was kind of interesting, but the, the most action-heavy scene in the entire movie... Oh, wait, sorry. Before I get into that. Obligatory spoiler warning. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume people would know. I know. that yeah. That's the assumption, too. But you know. uh, It'll happen, I'm sure. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just kind of making a joke about myself. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, at the, towards the end, like uh, the kind of the beginning of the finale, is when they're all breaking into the island. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're blowing stuff up and mm-hmm. shooting people and all that kind of stuff. And it's a montage. It's just a montage. Oh, yeah. It's a montage. Yeah. They just kind of like skip through the whole thing yeah. in about 30 seconds. And yeah. it's just like, cool. All right, we're in. Because it's, it's, cause by the end of it, it's morning. And they, they said they had like 15 hours at the beginning of that. So they skipped over a lot of time of them just breaking into the island. So I thought that was a cool... It's a cool, like, way to just skip through. Yeah. Right, and especially since we already know that these two main characters are very skilled at what they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, we don't necessarily need to see just bang, bang, shoot, shoot, bang. Yeah, yeah it's like, and I mean, like, and that's yeah. a lot of spy movies in general. Right. Which I like this a little more because it shows the more espionage and more, like, precise side of it where it's like, it doesn't have to be all bang, bang, punch, punch. You know, yeah. reload, Crazy gadgets. reload the arms like Henry Cavill in... Uh, Which in, was awesome. It is cool. <laughs> I know. It was kind of refreshing yeah. to have a movie like this just, like, not focus so heavily on the action. Because it was there, and yeah. they showed it, and it was still interesting. It just wasn't the focus. Right. I think my... I'm going to immediately go into my favorite part of the movie. Sure. My favorite part of the entire movie, and it always sticks in my mind, is the boat chase in the basically the center when they're trying to find the uh, like the center of the movie yeah um, when they're trying to find the uranium and stuff like that and they're trying to get away and then Henry Cavill is just just in the truck eating a sandwich eating a sandwich listening to some steal some guy's lunch <laughs> and then just watching Army Hammer just drive around and on a boat getting shot out and then eventually like almost drowns and he's like okay time to go now like it's like all right <laughs> I, that scene was hilarious I love and that's that one thing i really so love much. about henry cavill's character in this napoleon solo is it's a lot different than a lot of his other roles a lot of his other roles are the big brawny guy you know the muscle yeah but you know obviously he still looked big in yeah. this movie but uh yeah, of course he can handle himself yeah but he was he was the cary grant sean connery you know yeah. like hey how's it going like you the know? smooth talk yeah like I, I mentioned to you guys when we were watching that he had this old-fashioned way of speaking yes. you know where like he, he was just charming yeah. you know and uh very debonair and spy but like that's kind of what his weapon was yeah was his was his uh Charisma, rather yeah. than his, uh, rather than his strength. Yeah, so. and I think something that actually works with that is because, like you said, he's often a very large and imposing person. Yeah, the other guy, 
forget his name. Army I mean, Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. They point out several times that he's a very large person. Mm-hmm. And... Like, they'll pull the, the shot back and he'll, he'll be, like, towering over, like, three dudes. I mean, there was a point where him and also the girl... I forget uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's standing on a table, <laughs> and he is standing on the ground, and he is almost as tall as she is while she's standing, like, two feet off the yeah. ground-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's also apparent whenever she's, like, dancing, and then he's standing over there, and he's just, like, just, like towering <laughs> over like, her. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of He's crazy. a large man. He's a very large man. He's well, like, yeah, he's, he uh... it up 6'5"? Yeah, 6'5", and Henry Cavill's 6'1". Yes. So, in Mission Impossible, when he's standing next to uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, he looks very... Very tall. Yeah. He's quite short. Yeah, but yeah. next to uh, Army Hammer, you know, he's he a, looks average. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, like, everybody speaks kind of oldie, too, like what you were saying. Right. Like, even the, the, you said, like, the sergeant guy, or I can't remember his Yeah, name. uh, um. Like his, uh. The commander up. on the yeah. American yeah, side. Yeah, yes. yeah, Jared Harris, who, uh. That is Jared Harris. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it's Jared Harris, and he's pulling a, an American accent. He's got this classic, like. American boss you would have seen in May, I, I haven't watched Man from Uncle so right. I don't know if like they the were basing one. it off of the yeah. actual boss but like in old shows like that their commanding officers would always have that go get the mission solo yeah exactly yeah so like he was he was pulling that you know classic vibe that I really did, added to this I did not even notice that was Jared Harris yeah and I'm so mad at myself yeah <laughs> I've watched that movie four times and I had no idea <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, an- another thing I, that kind of adds to the classic feel of it is I'm really glad it was a period piece. Yeah. That they didn't uh, decide to reboot it for the modern age. You know, a lot of reboots do that where they yeah. put it in modern times. And yeah. uh, they could have done that. It probably would have yeah. worked. But, like, I'm, I'm glad that they kept it in the 60s. Like, get smart. Yeah. Honestly, um, when I saw... Because, again, I didn't know what this movie was. I had no idea. <laughs> But when I saw the the just like background image mm-hmm. when we were waiting to start it, yeah, um, it looked modern. And so when it started and it was in like <laughs> is it kind of like, like Cold, Cold War? War era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised and I was like, does it stay in this? Is it, is it this time period the whole time? <laughs> does or it, we, does it like is there a time jump or what's going on here? And then, and then no, it was just stayed there the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, you're th- talking about, like, the, the ending scene when they're all, like, looking, and it's... Yeah, uh, it was just, like, one still shot, yeah. but it just it just looked modern, and so I kind of expected it to be, and then I was surprised that it wasn't, but not in a bad way, right. so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just gonna jump right into this part. Uh, the, the music is probably my favorite part. Yes. Of the entire movie. Yes, the music is so good. Like, it just... All, a lot of Guy Ritchie films have this music that just completely adds to the general um, v- vibe vibe of it. Yeah, and like uh, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, that's the word I was yeah, looking yeah. for. And Daniel Pemberton is actually the guy who did uh, the the score. He also did it for King Arthur. Right. And I think he has this way of being able to tell the story. Yeah, with the music. Yeah, with the music. Yeah, yeah. along with the shots of the film. Yeah. You know, where like they're walking up and you hear the. Or, you know, Army Hammer gets mad and then it gets real Like the the drums are going Uh and it's like really angry sound. Yeah, so he he has this way where he can just tell the story with the music, which a lot of composers can. Like, Like, the first thing that jumps to mind is like John Williams. Oh, John Williams, yeah. Amazing. But he does it in a little bit more of an overt way. Yes. Where he's like, 
I'm going to let them know how, you know, Army Hammer gets mad, so we got these big drums. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 yeah. There, there's, um, we, I mean, we talked about how Guy Ritchie has a pretty distinctive style. Yeah. Um, a lot of composers do as well. Yes. Like, I think Hans Zimmer, for me, is pretty, pretty, uh, recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll hear a soundtrack back, hmm, I wonder, and then look it up, I'm like, oh, yep, there it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, John Williams, but like... Daniel Pemberton? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ooh, I really like his music. He's yeah. very, very good. Well, and like I said, he's able to tell a story, but he also does it with like unique things. Like, yeah. There's a part, uh, a few parts in this movie where he uses a flute, that, and he does it in a way where it's like just this low tone yep. that uh, just really adds to that spyness oh, yeah. of I th- it. You I know? think one of the things that stands out to me from the few, I mean, I've only seen the two movies with him being the composer. Yeah. But the the biggest thing that stood out for me with both of them is that he took a very, like, m- kind of modern style of, like, structure, but he used uh, a lot of, like, time period accurate instruments. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. like, especially with King Arthur, not to, like, jump back to it, but... Like, he uses a bunch of, like, really old-sounding instruments, like, I don't know, like a wire or something yeah. weird like that. <laughs> Or I I don't know what else I don't know what the instruments are called right. but <laughs> but it all sounds like what you would expect to hear in a medieval tavern yeah but then it's like mixed in in just the right way with all of this kind of more modern styling and, and structure and all that kind of stuff and it's just like it's a perfect mesh and I love it I mean it's the same way with this movie <clears throat> man my voice is awful today anyway <laughs> <clears throat> my uh, it's the same way with this movie because it's like I immediately think of uh, the uh, like old style like spy shows from like the 70s or like early 70s you know stuff like that 60s era and they use that kind of like orchestral like in the final kind of final act of the movie when they're like ah like that yeah that you know was I mean? a like that was one that really stood out to me where that seemed a little bit more modern but it added to that yeah you know, like because like back in the day the old spy stuff like you were talking they have you know flutes and things yes. you know to give that little bit of a Tiptoe, tiptoeing vibe, you right. know, where like, oh, we're sneaking around, and the way that Daniel Pemberton was able to do it in this film was, it was similar, which I kept the vibe, mm-hmm. but also he, he liked to be a little naughty, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit naughty, I see, oh, that's good, and so it just it really adds to these, uh, the way that Guy Ritchie works, right, you know, yeah, and I also, I mean, like they mentioned that. Uh, Henry Cavill's character is very like they he calls him a cowboy a lot yeah and that that kind of like or like or, not orchestral like vocal mm-hmm. tone immediately makes me think of like cowboys you right. know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah yeah, yeah. like so, kind of more in like western films yeah sort of thing, exactly right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah which makes sense yeah, yeah it does and it's just Guy Ritchie like we've mentioned it has such a unique flavor and Daniel Pemberton really knows how to add to that. They work well together. Right, and that's Which probably why they make done, sense. Why, why they've they, done multiple yeah. films. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they've done other films together. It makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Hans Zimmer actually did the Sherlock Holmes films, if I remember. Oh, but, okay. that so, actually I makes think, a lot of sense. I believe that is also accurate. Yeah. Yes. I so. think that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, but I mean, Hans Zimmer, not to talk about him a lot, but he also has a very unique way of doing oh, things. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And oh, when we get to Interstellar, well, <laughs> we'll have a talk. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good movie. <laughs> I've only seen like half of it, so. Well, we'll we might have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's just I keep going back to Henry Cavill in this movie because you know we think of him as Superman or 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 uh, uh, Geralt or Geralt of Rivia or the, uh, the bad guy from Mission Impossible he, Six. He plays a badass like really well. That's yeah. his thing. And I will say Napoleon Solo in this is a badass, but he's he's that guy. He's very Lando Calrissian. Yes. Like he's a different kind of yeah. Badass. You know he yeah. he. Walks into a room and his presence kind of controls it. Instead of, you know, his other characters would walk into a room and just be like, oh, it's the big guy, I'm it's, scared of him. It's more of like an intimidation. Yeah. 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 Napoleon Solo is more of a, oh, who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want to talk to him. He switched his strength stat for charisma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you can see that whenever he's going to the race for the first time and the, the I can't remember her name, the, the main villain lady. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately. Just looks at him immediately. I love that scene. Yes, I that whole scene where like they do they do this a couple times in this movie where they play the scene and uh, things happen and then they go back and they explain oh he took this uh, this brooch or this uh, this bracelet uh, yeah invitation and uh, and it just shows how he did it and just like he did that that whole first time we were watching it but if you were paying attention you would see that he was really playing the long game yeah well. The other thing, like you mentioned, she looks over at him immediately, but he also looks at her first. That's yeah. true. And from that moment, I mean, beforehand, for sure, but also from that moment, he's like, I am now playing a game. Like, yeah. like I am here to just, like, sweet talk and, and, like, just get this lady and, like, get her to like me yeah. so that we're cool and we're tight. And <laughs> it's just, like, every single action he took, like, you know, like, looking away, kind of being nonchalant and, like, bumping into people and all that stuff. Like, you see how it all plays out in his favor yeah. and how we set it up to be perfect exactly how we want it. Yeah. Well, and when he gets punched, he's all flustered. Like, oh, wow, why would they do that with someone with a ticket? I wonder what they do with someone without an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, like, it's, you know, Guy, not Guy Ritchie, <laughs> Army Hammer yeah. in one scene is playing chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the only thing of chess that we see, but I feel like, uh, Henry Cavill's character, Napoleon Solo, is, is playing, playing chess with everyone He's playing the figurative chess, yes. you know, like, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's strategizing in real time. Right. Well, and that's one thing I love about, I think a big strength of this movie is the way that Henry Cavill and Army Hammer play off of oh, each yeah. other, because Army Hammer, he's not dumb. He's no. not a big, dumb, strong guy. He's, no. he's smart, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, you see the way that, you know... The scene where Henry Cavill's finding the all the bugs in his room. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, these are Russian made. Mm-hmm. And then Army Hammer's like, one second. And then comes back out and hands him a bunch of bugs. And he's like, these are American made. <laughs> yeah, a little low tech. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting that uh, like a lot of... I, I noticed this. It's a lot of the, the Russian... Gadgets were were higher tech than American ones. Yeah, yeah, they they had to kind of like they did it cleverly too, where they kind of were like, okay, this is he- this is Henry Cavill scene, and then this is Army Hammer scene, and they're like, one they'll kind of switch back and forth mm-hmm. of who kind of you know figures out what's or like solves the problem. Right. It's like, oh, I'll get through the fence fast, then I'll pick the lock, then I'll take out this guard, and then like so on and so forth. And they kind of like switch back and forth, and then when they meet up, it's like this perfect like. 
when uh, Army Hammer was with Alicia Vikander and they were, you know, acting like fiancés and then Henry Cavill shows up and he's like, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, well, people are following you. Yeah, I know. And it's like they both are smart, but like they're both stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. And yeah. I really like that odd couple vibe yeah. of this. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, very... it's more about their relationship than yeah. the guy and the girl. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one thing I can't remember. Oh, I, I, I thought about this earlier. It was when they're running back to the hotel to try to not get caught by yeah. uh, uh, the main villain lady again. Yeah. Um, and then, like, <laughs> the reason why he steps out of the shower is because he's like, oh, they're trying to call me. So yeah. I was like, I didn't answer because I was in the shower. Like, It's it's very clever. It's a very yeah. clever they're, way to think about I it. I mean, I was going to mention this, but, like, Guy Ritchie has a really... He has, he has a knack for establishing characters' credentials really subtly. Yeah. Like, he's just he just, like, puts tiny little nuggets of information and actions that they do that prove that they know what they're talking about. Yeah. And I, I watched it in almost all of the characters in King Arthur. Yeah. Because they all have their, their, you know, history of various things they've done. But here, too, it's like, these guys have years. Like, I absolutely believe that these guys have years of spy experience and they know what they're doing and, and they're experts. Yeah. And and it's just, I, I love being able to see and pick stuff out that, that just, you know, tells me this this kind of thing. Right. Yeah, even Alicia Vikander's character, it's like, you know, you think she's this uh, damsel in distress and then she turns out, oh no, she's a double agent. Oh wait, triple agent. She's been working for Hugh Grant the whole time. Yeah. And Which is another thing is... Hugh Grant, throughout the beginning of the movie, you saw pop-ins from him, you know? Like, if you look closely in the background, Hugh Grant was there, and he, uh, like, at the hotel, Hugh Grant was the person in front of Henry Cavill, and it was just cool, you know, he bumped into him to get his invitation, Mm -hmm. and it was just cool to see that he was there watching the entire time because he sent Alicia Vikander here. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to what I just said. Yeah. (laughs) uh, No, not to, like, ignore that, but, like, to tie in. Yeah. Um... Alicia Vikander, the whole time, like, there's little tiny nuggets that tell me she's smarter than she's trying to look. Right. And so when she went up at the end, to, or not quite the end, but, like, when she sort of revealed the grand secret to the, to the bad guys mm-hmm. to, you know, prove her credibility to them because she was being a triple agent. But I was like, I called it as it was happening because I was like, oh, yeah, she knows. Like, she figured it out. And it wasn't quite the same. I didn't think she was a triple agent. But I was like, she figured out everything that they needed to know. She's going to, like, try to solve the thing herself. Because she's smarter than she looks. Mm -hmm. Because they've been establishing that with little things, like, up to this point in the movie. And so, I I just, I I like it. Yes. It's really cool. I like it a lot, too. You know, it's it's interesting because I was thinking about, like, this movie and, like, it didn't do... So well, I feel like the reason why people weren't like too into it was because it was like people may have found it a little hard to follow, and I wanted to get your guys' take on that. Like, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't see it, you know, for me personally, it didn't seem a little too hard to follow, but I know just Guy Ritchie's style. I could see that where they're like, oh, why didn't they just show him uh, taking the brooch off or the bracelet off, you know, before? Why, you know, why did they just say it directly, you know? So, so I will definitely say there was a few scenes where I had a question mark. Right. And I was like, what happened? Yeah. But again, like, I trust that if I wait just a little bit longer, I I will know what I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. He he did that a couple times, you know, a few times in uh, King Arthur as well, where there were mm-hmm. times where you're like, oh, what's going on? Oh, okay, right, yeah. So it, I could see that, you know, it's right. 
Um, I could also see one reason why it maybe didn't do so well is you got so many spy stuff nowadays. James Bond, Mission Impossible. Right. You know? And it's not as flashy as they are. Right. Exactly. exactly. But mm-hmm. I think it it's better because of that. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I love I don't know if better but, necessarily. Well, but, I mean, it's a different style. Yeah, good. It, yeah, it's it, still good. It's as good as, as the others, you know. And that's what I like about, you know, Mission Impossible is different from James Bond. James Bond is different from this, you right. know. And it's just... The spy genre you can do a lot with, and like I mentioned earlier, that's why I'm glad they kept it in the 60s. Yes. Is because, you know, these others are modern. Well, James Bond's modern now. Yeah. um, And so having it in the 60s really had that unique perspective. The Cold War, you know, dealing, they had to stop a nuclear warhead, which back in, you know, I mean, it's still a dangerous threat, but back in the day it was new and it was like yeah, oh it, crap it, like know. they were like oh we gotta stop the tape because whoever knows how to make nuclear warheads is the most powerful person in the world yeah everyone knows how to do it now yeah, yeah. I could so. probably look up a YouTube video like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it probably cost like millions of dollars oh absolutely that. I couldn't yeah. acquire the materials but no. I might be able to figure out like the technicalities it, of how to do it it's <laughs> kind of like making napalm like you can yeah. just do that yeah. like on, on yeah online <laughs> yeah you want to learn how to build a bomb apparently I can yeah. teach you <laughs> I just I just love how that added to the environment of this movie yeah. and um, another thing you know to kind of go back to the characters and how Guy Ritchie likes to play with them is I loved how there were so many times where one character thought they were ten steps ahead of the other one and the other they were like on the same page instead of they were like oh I think I'm ten steps no they're right there with you here's well, the other thing yeah. Well, finish your thought, but then... Well, there are also, you know, they're like, either I'm right there with you, or I'm ten steps ahead, and he's like, no, I'm ten steps ahead of you, like the scene... I'm 20 steps ahead. Yeah, like the scene where Henry uh, Cavill was talking to her on the phone in the boat, where he's just like, talking, 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 he's like, oh, we got your information, oh, you won't need that, you won't need that, yeah, but we got a missile that you gave us that we're gonna send to you, and it won't blow up the nuclear bomb, because you need fission for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So besides, I guess that last, that very final scene, uh, what I was going to bring up is that the villains are also oh, yeah. that same feeling where it's like, oh, we're ten steps ahead, like we're figuring it out. But then the villains are also like right there They're with, with them the whole time. They're all finding out information that they need. They're all like being active and mobile the entire movie, and I love that because there's a lot yeah. of passive villains yeah. that just kind of like, oh, I'm going to continue doing my thing until the bad guys show or the the good guys show up to to stop me. Right. Yeah. And they're just kind of like hanging out in their mountainous lair <laughs> waiting for someone to show up. Well, but, I I really love that scene where Henry Cavill gets drugged in her office where <laughs> he doesn't like, "Oh my gosh." You, you, you drugged me <sighs> and falls he's like well she drugged me makes sense and then he like sets up the pillows and everything and lays down on the couch and she's like what are you doing he's like well I've fallen uh, in this room before and I wouldn't like to hit my head again <laughs> yeah. like, I've been drugged before I don't yeah. want to yeah. it hurt yeah. um the whole like steps ahead, like you see that with the two main characters a lot. Whenever you're like, especially in that middle scene when they're trying to get the uh, uranium, uh, he has like his little like cutters, his little and then cutters. he has the the laser that just goes straight through it. Well, and I love what he said because I can't remember what the laser's called. But CO2 laser. Yeah, the CO2 laser. Uh, Army Hammer asked Henry Cavill, "What are those?" He's like, "Oh, these are." Uh, uh, wire cutters that have been uh, sharpened with a CO2 laser, and then he pulls out the CO2 laser, cuts it open, and Henry Cavill's like, what's that? A CO2 laser. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so good. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's like that whole ten steps thing. It's like, oh, I think I know what I'm doing. It's like, oh, this guy's already going yeah. through. It's and like, then again, yeah. the villain, when they're when they're tired, like, oh, somebody broke in. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just saw this dude. Like yesterday, yeah, and she knows he's a thief. I know he's a thief. I know he can do things that I can't see, and like I know he's an expert. Of course, he's the person who's trying to break into my thing. Like it's (laughs) not a coincidence that he's here. Yeah, (laughs) but I think even when she goes to his, you know, even when she sleeps with him, yeah, I think you know she probably still knows it's just human nature. You know, of course, (laughs) she's a powerful woman, and he's a very attractive man. He out. I mean, that man I'd can, consider it. <laughs> that man can wear a suit. Yes, he I'll can. tell you. Yes, he can. Uh, I mean, like, she's hot too, but like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's Superman, I guess, That's right? Fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting how, like, I, I think I put it in this way earlier that Guy Ritchie likes to play with his characters. Mm-hmm. and like kind of like a kid with action figures who's like, "Ooh, he's over here and he's over here and oh, but but what about him? Don't forget about him, you know, like it's yeah. just it's so fun to watch that play out on screen, you know." Yeah. Of course. And they're all clever. Oh yeah. They're all intelligent. Yeah. And that's like I said, it's just it's it's avoiding that passive, you know, villain kind of trope, but also sometimes the heroes. Sometimes the the main protagonist is just kind of like there for the ride. Right. And every single one of these people is playing a part in advancing the plot the entire time. They're all they all have the finger in the pie doing something. And it just feels so satisfying to see it all like come to fruition and see see all the little links in the chain and how they all connect right. and how everyone is influencing everyone else and Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like it uh you know, comparing it to some of, like, the older James Bond films, where, like, sometimes the older James Bond films are just like, all right, he's got this mission. We know, we all know James Bond's gonna finish that mission, but what we're here to see is Sean Connery be smooth to this lady. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then in this, you know, it's like, they, they were smart, and they were, like, calculated, and not saying James Bond isn't, but, like, it just, it had more purpose than some of the older James Bond films, you know? Makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I get that. Like I said, I'm not dogging on those films because I love them, but right. like <laughs> they keep they keep that classic style, but like make it more I don't know relevance the word, but like more modern and right. more. Uh, they they know their audience isn't stupid, so why make our characters stupid? Right, you know, type of thing. Right. I feel like that is that's done a lot. I mean, not a lot, but I mean, like in some movies, that's. They, they kind of just throw the answer in your face, and this mm-hmm. is definitely more of like, oh, hey, try to figure it out for yourself. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, I, like I said earlier, I don't think I was lost at all, but there were times where I'm like, oh, okay, what's uh, the end game going to be? Right. Like, is she going to meet up with her father? Is her father going to be a real bad guy? Or is he going to, you know, what what's going to happen? Is that uh, the blonde villain, the main villain? What's what's her whole thing in this? Yeah. You know, like, I had all these thoughts which which is fun you know while yeah. you're watching a movie trying to figure it yeah. out for yourself having a movie that trusts you yeah yeah is good of course. Yeah. respects your intelligence yeah and i i wish i mean like it's not that movies don't do it now i mean like i have seen movies recently that do that but like it's it seems less so like like with bigger movies is what i'm saying like and i think that you know honestly sometimes that might be one reason why movies like this aren't as popular that makes sense because sometimes people want to just go like you know i just want to go see Vin Diesel drive a car into space. Dude. That's sometimes, yeah. I mean, 
Same. We brought that up a little bit with Monsters University. Yeah. We talked about how the message in that one is harder to like dissect. Like yeah. it, you, you actually have to look to right. figure out what it's what it's actually saying. Yeah. But then there's some movies where it's just like boom message right, right. there. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely. I don't know if this one has a message specifically in in this. I mean, like maybe it's like. You know, trusting, you know, even your p- possible enemy could be the better yourself, right. you know, mm-hmm. trying to understand somebody who might be your opposite. But uh, that's the only thing I can Don't let from. other people tell you what to do. I, like, especially with Army Hammer's character where he's he's blackmailed and stuff by the KGB. And yeah. like, you do this or else you'll be just like your father, right. you know. And, and, he, and the then amount I, of rage he has because of that. Yeah, and then at the end, you know, like when he's about to kill... Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. and you think Henry Cavill's gonna shoot him too? He's like, "Oh, hey, I have a gift for you," and throws him the watch, and yeah. then you just see it immediately on his face. He's like, "Yeah, what? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be working for these guys." But that shows Henry Cavill's character again. Yeah, he's he's being suave. He's <laughs> he's using his charisma. He's saying instead of you know getting in a fight, which you know I might not win because yeah. we're pretty equally matched. Like yeah. I'm gonna. I like this guy now. Like, mm-hmm. I can see his value. Even though so. he said he hated him afterwards. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But that's, that's yeah. like, more playful banter. Yeah. Well, and back on the whole ten steps ahead thing, he still pulls out his gun and keeps it there because he's like, if this doesn't work, I know it's going to end in a fight. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, it goes back several times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he first he pulls it out from under his clothes, yeah. and then he pulls it out of the holster. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's just got it ready because mm-hmm. he knows it's an option. Yeah. And he's, he's watching him in the mirror the whole time. <laughs> yep. And it's just... Because the other thing is that Army Hammer knows that he knows. Yeah. They're both sitting there in this, like, standoff of just, like, we both know what's about to happen. Yeah. Because we're, we're not stupid. <laughs> and, then, and then Army Hammer's thrown off by the watch. Like, he didn't know that. Like, that's the thing that he didn't know. And it's like, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's kind of the message of this is, like, be your own person. Don't let, you know, because, like, Army Hammer, I think he was struggling throughout this movie of, you know, his anger... And a lot of his anger was because of KGB and what happened to his father and what they turned him into. Right. And, you know, and so him at the end, I think that's why he was so surprised is he, he may have never had someone treat him like that before. You right. know, like, oh, here, I got this watch because I know how important it was to you. Yeah. Well, kind of like I an mean, equal. Actually, one thing I, I kind of want to pull out now that I'm thinking about it is uh, when he first starts to dance with... with uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm awful at that. No, you're good. I'll never remember names. <laughs> anyway, when, when she's like dancing and drunk and stuff, and, and she's like, get over here and dance with me. And he's just like, no, I want to play chess by myself. Leave me alone. And <laughs> sounds then, like me, dude. And then, <laughs> she pulls him over because he can't focus, and he gets mad and he like shoves the pieces around. But he makes a comment. He's like, you know I'm insecure about that. Yeah, and I that kind of like hit me because I one thing I've been trying to get better about recently is being aware of my own insecurities. Yeah. Right, and like I've I've talked about it with my wife where it's like we might go to a wedding or something like that. Like yes, I right. will never dance. Okay, like, and I know that I'm that kind of person. Like I'm not gonna get up and dance in front of everyone because I know I can't dance well. And I don't want to look like a fool. And I know that these people don't really care, but it doesn't matter to me. Like, that is an insecurity. That is a line that I'm not going to cross. Right. And But I've been trying to, like, be more aware of other things where it's like, okay, maybe that's not really something that matters. Yeah. Maybe I'll just, like, you know, be a little bit more open about it and be aware of it for, um, for myself so that I can change that behavior. Yeah. yeah. But it makes you really guarded. 
Yeah. Because you're worried that people are going to make fun of you or judge you or whatever it whatever it may be. I mean, that was Army Hammer throughout exactly. basically the whole yeah. movie. He was guarded. Exactly. He's super guarded. Like, yeah. even, like, beyond, like, super crazy guarded. That's his whole his whole thing, yeah, and it, yeah. to the point where he will he would rather kill someone, yeah, than like share a detail about something like that. Because like I mean, I'm sure when they're talking about like you know you're gonna get mugged, you are not a secret agent, right? You're an architect, yeah. You're not gonna fight them, yeah. Like I'm sure something running through his head is they're gonna steal something from me. This watch is valuable. They can't steal this watch. Like that was in his head. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's he's intelligent enough to put those dots together. Oh yeah. And so, we didn't know that as an audience right. until later, but he was never going to admit that to them. Of course not. That is like, oh, this is my father's watch. He gave it to me. He means a lot to me, mm-hmm. as was evident from earlier when yeah. Henry Cavill's insulting his father, like, <laughs> digging oh, up yeah, those yeah. wounds, and he yeah. just, like, freaks out. But it's just, I don't know, that that kind of resonated with me because, I mean, not not in the same way, but I, 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 I feel like I'm very insecure a lot, and yeah. then it sometimes makes me lash out in anger maybe not quite anger but like displeasure yeah. because somebody is pushing me in a way that I'm like I don't don't do that right. don't don't touch me don't push me like don't make me do things I don't want to do yeah I'm gonna be upset about it I've definitely had that before too yeah and I, I think it's really cool to see that in characters is when you see something like that and you're like oh they're going through this thing that is very similar to me and that makes them more real you know even in any movie, it's really cool uh, to just be like, wow, that, you know, is something that I experienced and, you know, not a lot of people like to talk about or whatever. And when I'm a character, yeah. just even in a Guy Ritchie spy film, you know, it, it's like, that, yeah. that's cool. It makes them relatable it, and, it humanizes and human. Them. Yeah. It makes them feel real, like mm-hmm. they're yeah. actual people. And I, I, I mean, I, I danced at a wedding on Friday. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't. I, I sat at a table and talked to my friends. Yeah, I mean, that was Monday. That was yesterday. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Friday. But it was different. We didn't even have dancing. Dude, I, I don't remember days. <laughs> Everything <laughs> blends together. No, I get you. I have those too. Uh, but, I mean, uh, man, I think the reason why I, I'm going to bring this up now. Like, I, I yeah. think the reason why my uh, this movie's it stuck with me so much is because like it was so i worked at the like a theater was one of my first jobs Mm -hmm. and this was one of the first movies i have had seen um in that theater for free because i worked there (laughs) benefits um and i i don't know why it just stuck with me so much that i just like i keep remembering it and i will honestly admit I, I've watched it a few times, but this last time I was like, I don't remember this. Like, this <laughs> yeah. one didn't stick with me a little. Yeah. Like, this part didn't stick with me, but, like, there were, like, a few things that I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I understand and I remember why I liked this movie so much. is because I did have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I did have to, to, you know, connect with the characters and everybody's motivations and all that stuff. And I, I feel like it also reminded me of, like, you know... Uh, people in my family as well like like my my grandpa and, and other people that I'm just like I kind of like saw little things in in each person and I thought that was I think that's why I, I connected with it so much and like I you know I I don't I don't exactly relate to like the main characters specifically but I can see them in other people mm-hmm. and you know people I love and all that that's another reason why I, I liked, you mentioned, you know, like seeing your grandpa and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I liked that it was in the 60s is because whenever I watched like a movie, 
in, in these time periods, I always think about like, wow, that was a time yeah. in, in history. You know, that it's really interesting to see the differences and how people lived. Like a lot of uh, Alicia Vikander's outfits and yeah, you know, yeah, even their outfits, even you know. They were uh, Henry Cavill was in a suit, but even the suit, you know, the cut of it, it and everything. Different suit, yeah, it's a different mm-hmm. kind of suit. Yeah, it's a suit you don't see often nowadays. No. And it was interesting at that party that they went to with the the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very colorful. Yes, and you don't see that a lot nowadays. A lot know? of very loud colors. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Definitely. a lot of a lot of brooches and pins and bracelets and things. Lots of jewelry. Yeah, yeah, like uh, cummerbunds and uh, pocket hankies and you know. Yeah. Just it, it was it, it it always fascinates me seeing like man, how was it like living in that time? Oh, yeah. You know, and not only was it a time in the past, like it wasn't that long ago. No, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. insane how how fast things change uh, with uh, trends and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I saw a picture the other day that was like it showed a picture of the first airplane <laughs> and the space shuttle, and it was like this was sixty years apart. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Yep. And that's that is insane yeah. to think about. Not to like do have a huge tangent, but <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that was yeah. I mean, in '63, I think that was what uh, 50 years ago. '63 around there, like uh, about no, that'd like be 60 years ago. 60 years. It'd be 58, 58 years ago, right? Yes. In '63. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 59. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, so... <laughs> but, you're right. Not only is it 2021, we're halfway through 2021. Yeah. So that's almost that same distance, you know, between yeah. the first plane and the first... And uh, to see how, you know, things have changed and how... They how things ha- haven't. Haven't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We still wear suits. We still, you know, like... Uh, we still have cars, obviously, you know, yeah. things like that. But, it might uh, look a little different, but mm-hmm. basically they're the same. Yeah, still got nuclear bombs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if one's been used in a long time. Uh, nope. <laughs> at, least, at least not outside of testing, which is... But like when they said that that file was on the computer disk and it was like as big as... It was a, a tape. Uh, yeah, it was, it, they called it a disk, but it was yeah. actually a tape. Yeah, and uh, it was just as big as a hostess ho-ho. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> it looked like it was in a retainer case. Yeah. 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 I mean, like both of them were basically. And you just imagine how much that's actually holding, you know. And that, now yeah. we could, the, the the device we hold in our pocket is like orders of magnitude better than the computers we use to fly to the moon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like we we have the, the calculations they needed, we could do in in like a, a couple of hours on yeah. our phone. Yeah, or if the, you know a second, you know, if, if we had the right materials uh, or that, smart brains. That's another reason why I really like period movies is because like it adds to the tension sometimes where you're like oh they don't have you know like when they're looking for the boat you know they're like oh we don't have computers and things to track and you're like oh this is where it went you know satellite imaging or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah so it it really adds to the tension you know like that oh we can't just call someone up if we need to find them Mm -hmm. you know like except they did do that oh that's true yeah (laughs) they call up the other boat and they're like hey (laughs) hey you got any uh nuclear warheads on that boat we'd like to speak with them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just it's so fun to live in a different time for a while when you're watching a movie like this you know well and go back to like i mean i never really because i mean in high school you never get to like the near modern times in your history class it's always like oh we we made it to world war one and the school year's over we're done <laughs> so i've never really learned about like east germany and west germany and that kind of stuff in the cold war like yeah. we never made it to that point so it's seeing more stuff that kind of gives me insight into that kind of thing is always nice. Yeah. 
Even if it's a little bit like stretched, because sure, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, this like there were series, there were but... some things that I'm like that can't happen like at all. <laughs> like whenever, um, whenever, like I, he's like kind of like like superhuman army hammer in in this in this movie. Yeah, they hint at it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah they like, never like explicitly say so, but they're yeah. like, oh, he ripped the trunk out of my car. Like, <laughs> well, they call them special a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he can like run super fast and stuff like that, and you know he's really strong. Yeah. Um. But, uh, like that. Like he is like obviously that's not real. Like mm. he can't rip a trunk with his bare hand. I mean, like there's probably a few people in the world, but they look enormous. Like the yeah, mountain while sprinting on the street. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the mountain. Oh yeah. Like he was pulling a Spider Man, like dragging his feet on the ground, like trying to stop a car. Yeah. And it like, was kind of working. And it was working. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I just yeah. I I love. I love that that whole first scene, by the way, where like because the chase scene. Yeah, we we talked about you know how smooth Henry Cavill is, but like even in that scene where he's in the back of the car and he and she's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I think he's trying to pull the car," and he's just like, huh, "Interesting. Like, Why not shoot him? I don't think it would be the right thing to do right now." <laughs> I love that, but also like I think a little thing that I really enjoyed at the beginning is just when they go down the zip line to escape. <laughs> And then he's like, back the truck up. And they literally just pull it back so he stops on the yeah. other side of the wall. It's like, yeah. they're just looking at each other like, hi, got you. And he's like, dang it. Now I gotta <laughs> drop to the ground and look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a, such a simple little action of just like, back the truck up a couple feet and then yeah. he can't get us. Yeah. Well, we outsmarted him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's it's smarter because it's like, like you're like, oh, quick, unhook it and stuff like that. It's like, you don't have to worry about that you just back the truck and you're good <laughs> put some slack in the line and we'll go all the way down <laughs> that's uh one thing i really like about the action in this movie is it there's not a lot of high octane you know like oh you're a pump pump my fist you know right uh, like it, it, it all has you know like you said the, the one time we do see kind of that is in the montage yeah. oh yeah. yeah and um and so it's really interesting to see a lot of this other stuff that is just like more meaningful not saying that High octane action can't be meaningful, right. but sometimes it's just but, explosions, but yeah, and car it's, chase. It's and, it's just noise. Yeah, a lot of times, like, yeah, it's exciting noise. Yeah, that doesn't mean I don't like it, but I mean, it's right. it is just noise. As yeah. of this recording, we're getting Fast Nine in three days, so like I'm excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely a place for it. Oh yeah. yeah, but it was just really interesting to see this meaningfulness to the action while also having really cool scenes sometimes, yeah. like when he was in the dune buggy. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and the one guy had the car that can kind of uh, drive in the water a yeah. little bit. And so Henry Cavill's like, hmm, how do I, how do I get over that little, little river? <laughs> I would call it little. That's a good like, Oh, well, yeah, yeah. 50 no, yards yeah. across at least. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't little, but how do I get over that, that river? And he just decides to back up and skid across the water on the dune buggy. But again, it shows how clever he is. Because yeah. he glances, he sees the other guy's vehicle, he sees that it's, I think the exhaust it's vent, up, basically, it's up top. Yeah. So it won't get waterlogged. Yeah. And he looks at his, he sees that his is not, and it will get waterlogged, and he's like, oh man, how do I solve this problem? And he's driving a dune buggy with big old giant wheels. And so he's like, if I just go 
fast enough, yeah. <laughs> and it's not at that long of a distance, I'll be able to skid mm-hmm. over it like a rock. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, because once that scene was coming up, because I was like, I know something skids across the water, and I can't remember what it is, and my mind was like, I think it's either the, it's, I mean, it's the doom buggy or the motorcycle, and I can't remember which one it is, and it was the doom buggy, and I remembered how cool that was. <laughs> but also the music, Oh, going back to that, I at that moment, because it's like, it's that. kind of slow, and there's like little pops of like excitement yeah. here and there but it's only like every every couple of seconds or so and then as soon as he's just like zoom it's just like boom then the music goes and it's like yes <laughs> i was so excited <laughs> yeah i think uh one of your exact words is like this is the coolest effing thing i've ever seen <laughs> like, <it's so> cool. <laughs> yeah this just they, so cool. They were very picky with putting stuff like that in the movie. Yeah. Because, like, if there was, a, if there was like, five of those scenes, I'd be like, okay, cool, we've seen this by now. Let's, right. let's yeah. move on. But there was just, like, there's the one or two where it's right. like, okay, this really awesome thing is going to happen that you didn't expect, and it was perfect. I think I think I really appreciate it for that. Because if it happened a bunch of times, it'd have less impact. And right. I, I really like that it... It does that where it's like it. It's like, oh, you want this? It's like I'll let you hold on for a second, and there you go. Like it's only a couple of times. It makes you wait for it, and I love it. Yeah, because I think, like you said, Mikey, it, this movie is a little bit more focused on the espionage yes. and stuff like that. But uh, which you know, other things like Mission Impossible, which they have it. which uh, they have the espionage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's a lot more of the action, yes. and the action does have meaning and stuff. But. Uh, it's just a different yes. style, and I think with this, you know, focusing on that espionage, if they had a lot more action scenes, trying to focus on the espionage would kind of log it down a little bit, you know, bog it. Yeah. You know. It'd probably make you want, like, the action scenes more, they're like... Or it just would feel out of place, yes. you know, yeah. you're like, oh, you, you guys are trying to uh, be these stealthy spies, you know, and oh, the next scene you're jumping off of uh, a building that's exploding and, and all these helicopters are coming out, and you know, just, just like, where'd that come from? And I, but it's funny, like, half the time they're trying to be stealthy, but they actually get caught quite often. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Another thing that I, I just thought about is after the, the whole chase scene in the, do- the dune buggy, um, <laughs> and they crash everything, it's kind of, you know, it's a little different to see your main character just get, like, beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Because Henry Cavill's getting destroyed. Yeah. Like, the other guy's got a wrench or something. He's just, like, going at him. Yeah. And then uh, Army Hammer not only lifts the the motorcycle off of him which is probably a couple hundred pounds yeah especially an older motorcycle as well and like he lifts it up but he carries it with him and chucks it at the dude (laughs) (laughs) but then once he shows up to the fight and you can like it also kind of gives that fulfillment of like him finally using his rage Mm -hmm. in a way that's beneficial instead Mm -hmm. of you know destructive destructive. yeah i mean it's still destructive right but in a a way that we needed not in a way that yeah is needless But when he, like, pulls the knife out and the other guy goes for him, like, it, it is a... It, oh, it's a brief moment of slow motion. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. It is. <laughs> I just remembered. There's a little there's bit of one slow motion. scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe there's more than one. But that's one of them. Uh-huh. But it's so fast where he's, like, there's, like, one or two swipes and then it's just, like, and right it's, a, it's a split second. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, so once, fast. Once he got in the fight, it was over. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. But... But, like, that whole fight scene, if it played out in real time, would have been, like, less than 30 seconds, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Because it's like, bop, bop, he got back up with the motorcycle, hit him. Actually, there was some slow-mo when he was trying to get the motorcycle That's off true. Of him. Uh, yeah. More slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're finding There's in that. There's no full sequences. We can't like this movie anymore. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Cancel no. the episode. We're going back. No. Well, then we don't like King Arthur either, so. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Delete the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, I really like this movie. Yeah. It's a breath of fresh air when it comes to, like, these types of movies, yeah. you know? Because yeah. like, I love Mission Impossible. Me too. I love James Bond. Me I love too. all those. I'm a sucker but for spy movies in general. So It was more about the relationships and, like we said, the espionage and stuff, but I really loved just the Army Hammer, Henry Cavill, you know, how... Odd couple. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned that <laughs> earlier. Yeah, and it just... Man, they might kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really great to see them having fun yeah. with it too like I could tell that Henry Cavill was just enjoying being this suave and there's a lot of comedy in this yeah. movie yeah I yeah. love it but it's not I, I think we mentioned it in a previous episode it's not like surface value comedy it's not, it's not throwaway comedy yeah. it's like it's it makes sense in the it, in the context it's not meant to it, it's not trying to be comedy yes yeah a lot of it's kind of ironic, where yeah. it's like you're looking at the scene as an outside observer, and you're like, okay, that's funny because I'm not there, but right. like, haha. I mean, like, it's whenever uh, are, they're talking about the, the bugs, right? Yeah. Uh, and he just goes, that that tie doesn't go with that suit, and he walks away just because he has nothing else to say. Yeah. <laughs> I love their, their little fight about her fashion, and they're like naming names brands. of brands yeah. of like really expensive females clothing yeah. Yeah. and I was just like that's hilarious yeah. cause like some random like army soldier would be like ah that's pretty gay like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like I'm thinking about like the workers that are there I was like how do they know anything about this yeah. at what all? are these two dudes talking about like, yeah. they know more than I do what's going on <laughs> Yeah, and but it just, again, it's another little nugget of like these guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. This is their job. Yeah. Unlike when Army Hammer first comes in and sees what she's dressed like, he's like, "If she's my fiance, she's not going to be dressed like that." Yeah. You know. Uh, so he he was like picking out things for her and like this this is what you would be dressed in. And but then that, yeah, because she is a strong and independent woman, she comes out with her own outfit. And yeah. They're both like, "Yep, that works." Yeah. Cool. <laughs> they're like, "Okay, cool, good job, proud of you." <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I, you know, I've never seen this movie before, but I really liked it. Good. Very pleasant experience. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm really glad you guys liked it. I was really, I wasn't worried, because I, yeah. I felt like I, it was a strong enough movie where you guys, I think, would like it. I mean, we trust you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, I was really glad you guys liked it as much as you did. I'm glad to share it with you guys. Yeah, and I think that's like our whole thing about you know bringing guests on is we want to see your perspective, yeah, right? Our you know, philosophy. We, yeah, we'll back to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I I don't know maybe there's a time we have a guest on and one of us doesn't really like it. Right. And it's entirely possible. Yeah, and that'll be interesting to uh, you know because obviously we don't want to be negative or anything. I'll bring the emoji know. movie like next time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that that probably would be an entirely negative episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've never seen it, and I never want to see yeah. it. So but one of one of the things I, we've mentioned it before, but one of the things we really want to emphasize is like feeding off of other people's positivity. Right. Yeah. And so for me, like when Kyler's like, "Oh, I really love this movie," I'm like, "Cool, that's enough for me." Let's watch it. Like with Monsters University, I remember t- telling him about it. He was like, "Oh, really? All right, let's do it." Yeah. Yeah. And have, you, have you seen like, it before? Had you seen it? Before? I'd, I'd seen it. It just wasn't a standout. Right. I was just yeah. like, "Cool, I watched it. I'm done." Okay. Yeah. And I know. 
One of the ones that I like that I know Kyler didn't love is, is Alita Battle Angel, which I, I'd love to get to soon. Yeah. And I, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> but we might actually have a little bit of back and forth where Kyler's like, oh, I didn't like this scene. But then yeah. I talk about why maybe I did like right. it. Yeah, and like I said, we, we don't ever want to be negative, right. but like it'll be fun to see those different perspectives. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we had a little bit with uh, with Avatar where I came in, I hadn't watched it in years, yeah. and I had a little bit of a negative attitude towards it, but ended up yeah. really enjoying it again. For uh, I think you called it, and I quote, Pocahontas in space yeah, yep. yeah. multiple <laughs> times. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, in, a, in a very negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. but... Watching it again and watching it with Dallin's enthusiasm, yeah. it just really added to that. And That's I think, fair. you know, with this movie, with Man from Uncle, I don't know if me and Dallin ever would have gotten to it by just us. Probably not. I, I, because a lot of the movies that we've picked that we haven't seen together, it's like, oh, we think we'll like that. We think in Man yeah. from Uncle, I honestly probably would have been like, eh. Right. Like, like, a lot of the movies yeah. on that list are movies that we've heard are good yeah. from like just the general right. public. Like the ones yeah. that you guys haven't seen. Yes. Or heard that we would like right. or something yeah. like that. And Man from Uncle probably would have been one where like I've actually heard you talk about it before, but with just us two it may have just been a oh maybe not, you know, yeah. like Yeah, I would have seen it and been like, What the heck is that? Yeah. Like what does that name even mean? I like, honestly still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well they actually they go over the acronym at the in the end credits. Oh really? I didn't so, I don't remember what it is, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's cool to have the guest perspective and, and, and just when it's me and Dallin to have those different perspectives as well and finding things that maybe we would never have thought that we would have found. Yeah. Right. Because of that. Right, just being excited because someone else is. Right, yep. and I'm really glad I changed my uh, my choice from Truman Show to this because yeah. I and like you said, maybe we'll talk about Truman Show with you at some point. I would. I mean, I love the movie. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's and, definitely and you my know, top we five. we definitely are gonna be talking about you know classically quote unquote good movies. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fun to get these that, like you said, a lot of people may not talk about. Yeah. Right? We could talk about this afterwards, but I, I, I really want... I have a suggestion for your possible next <laughs> person if you wanted to do oh, yeah. or Or down the line. not Maybe not next, but yeah. down the line. I have an idea. So. But yeah, anyway, I think that pretty much wraps everything up, yeah. right? Yeah, thanks for coming on the yeah, show. Thank Matthew. you for having me. We really appreciate you. Yeah, buddy. I yeah. appreciate you guys too. <laughs> we appreciate everyone else who listened. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you next time. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and basically anywhere else you can listen. Uh, And always, remember to watch what you love and to love what you love.